Hello and welcome to Name Redacted Podcast, the one and only podcast that does something. <laughs> something is right, yeah. Something, yeah I'm Chris Nielsen and I'm here with uh, two of my best friends. Alexander Fulmer. Colin Norris. And Jeff Schumann. Google. I love Google. that there's two of my best friends. <laughs> and then Jeff. It's up, to, it's up to you guys to figure out which two. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we have a very special guest with us this week. If you want to introduce yourself. Uh, hey, I'm Ian. I write in to the podcast a lot on Facebook. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what I do. I guess I would classify myself as a, uh, a nerdy socialite. I just know a lot of people. Yeah. Pretty yeah. Much. We'll take that. You're yeah. like the Paris Hilton of the nerd world. Unofficial yeah. mayor of nerd <laughs> Yeah, unofficial, unofficial comic book city mayor. Yeah. By the way, that piece of paper burns green, and that's really cool. Yeah, it, when we're breathing it in. Yeah. <laughs> it's it just, so my lungs are green It's now. just ink. It's JCPenney's... Oh, no, oh, that's no, not just No, I'm going to masturbate to that later. Oh, no. There's only kids on the cover. Even and better. <laughs> and tweens. Have you seen my mustache? <laughs> <laughs> and your jacket last night. And my jacket last night. Are we going to oh, do, man. like, a uh, no-shave uh, Movember update? Yeah, uh, yeah, let's do that. Uh, week, I guess this is day 16, is today the 16th? 17th. 17th. Day 17. It's actually looking less like a dirty pedo stash, and it's, it's coming in nicely to, uh... More to like a dirty Sanchez. <laughs> to like a, it's like a porn stash. Yeah. 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 My face is just itchy, and I really want to shave. Yeah, that's <laughs> what I was just about to say. It's like, I'm just at that point of just like... The infernal itching. Yeah, fucking man away. up, pussies. <laughs> Jesus I mean, Christ. So, so, like, because, you know, they say if you, like, shampoo your beard, it doesn't itch so bad. No, it doesn't. I've been using, like, straight up head and shoulders to try to stop right. it from itching. Dude, you know I what, actually? Right. I, I condition my mustache. What's better yeah, yeah, than yeah. that is, yeah, conditioner actually does it even better because it adds the oils back in. And I so it keeps it. I'm start doing that. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's why my beard feels like a fucking pillow. Put, like, it, does. it does. In there. It does. It feels yeah. like a, yeah. No, I actually put real conditioner in my beard, and I don't just mean I come on my face. Like, <laughs> well, I mean you do, but that's not why. That's not why. Like, egg whites, man. Egg whites. I'm just saying, calcium <laughs> is a natural conditioner. Um, yeah. So I started doing this thing, and because of this podcast, where I'll be having. I was talking to my girlfriend earlier today, and she said something pretty important. But I was like driving and trying to pay attention to that. And so now I've just started trying to talk through thinking to fill dead space. Yeah. And I was like, oh yeah? And I just asked her a question and kind of throw it back to her to get her to keep talking. And then I was like, wait, I just realized that that sounded insensitive as shit. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's just like a Dude, bad habit to have in real life. It's what it's it's the same thing that uh, that Hernandez picked up from me where his girlfriend gets so mad at him when he does it because I used to do it and then he started doing it, which is where someone, whenever someone says something, either A, I don't care about, or B, I think is just stupid and ridiculous <laughs> and has no place in conversation, I go, oh yeah, cool bro, and then I'll just walk <laughs> off. And, and he's like, I did that to Mary. She was mad. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I mean, fuck, that's not something you want to do to your girlfriend. Like, oh, cool man. And I'll just walk up. Yeah, it's a good skill to have to be able to talk through thinking. Yeah, absolutely. But it's just like developing it, developing it to the point where it feels genuine is, is an art. It's yeah, it's tough <laughs> because I, I'm it's such a, like I'm such a cautious speaker. I tend to know what I'm gonna say before I say it. So right, this yeah. has helped me become like way wittier, <laughs> more flippant, more flippant. Yeah. Uh, today is actually gonna be a pretty special podcast because more the. <laughs> this is the first time we're having um, an actual full comic book episode, and it, it's um, that's why we invited Ian, because Ian was one of our friends that is very, very up to uh, snuff on the whole 
knowledge of comic book things. And, of course, as you guys know, we have Kevin, who comes on the podcast um, once in a while, who also is super comic booky, <laughs> and also Justin, our barista. Um, over oh, my at God, Ardmore. I said it right. I said it right this time. Holy over shit. At, uh, over at uh, Ardmore Coffee. And what we're going to do when we actually have everybody being available at the same time, Justin couldn't do it this weekend, Ryan from comic book uh, from Berkshire sure. Comics couldn't do it this week and uh, and Kevin is always watching Walking Dead with his dad uh, on Sundays so we always. can't get him not just always. on Sundays always constantly always <laughs> watching it with his dad he hasn't showered in a week from what I hear it's just all Walking uh, evidently he learned yeah. how to monetize that somehow so we should talk to him about that yeah I think uh, not showering <laughs> I think where Kurt Cobain s- kind of started that trend of <laughs> where do I sign up <laughs> uh, so we have Ian with us to round out our semi-formidable knowledge yeah. with his more formidable knowledge of comic books. I'm going to go ahead and apologize right now. Feel free to blow me up on Twitter, because I'm going to say something that's just blatantly wrong before the end of the Oh, I know I will, too. <laughs> oh, I've done it tons of times already where I'm like, oh, yeah, this happens in Kingdom Come, and then I'm like, that totally doesn't happen in <laughs> well, a lot Kingdom of, Come. A lot of that goes back to the talking through Dead Space thing, mm. because I know when we talked about Star Wars with Jay, I specifically made a reference to uh, Palpatine being in... Like the prequels, yeah. As opposed to the entire series, yeah. And then as soon as I said it, I was like, "Fuck, man, I'm an idiot." Think we don't have enough followers, like no, because you said fanboys haven't latched on hard enough yet. Well, no, because you actually did say you were like, because in the in the older ones, like (laughs) he was, you know, he was there, but the newer ones, like that ominous, like. The hoodie yeah, I presence. think I think I went back and fixed it, man. But it was just like it was a terrible segue. That was just like uh, it's like uh, oh, I'm palpitating. Um, oh, yeah. that, so I love that. I think um, to call back to your your difference in, in knowledge uh, as far as comics go, we were talking earlier at Wendy's about um, they're like those stereotypical nerds, like the old yes. in, fat dudes in their forties still living yeah. in their grandparents' basement or whatever. And then they uh, spend like, like four hours a day. The mature, respectable nerd. Exactly. Yeah. I think one yeah. thing that, that separates that is the ability to stop yourself when you hear something wrong to be on the internet and be like, you, you said this. Yeah. yeah. You, you really should have said this. Now, to be fair on the ba- your tongue. Uh, to be fair on the Batman subreddit, I am that guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's I okay on cons- Reddit. I am constantly calling people out. I'm like, nope, you're wrong. That didn't happen. <laughs> it's okay to be a douche on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. I think the other thing that separates us is the fact that we can go into a comic book store and nerd out with the best of them, but I can also go to a bar and have a legitimate conversation Absolutely. with the person I'm sitting next to. I feel like Brian Johnson from Comic Book Men when like those two girls in the fucking Doctor Who cosplays come in. Oh. And and the one girl in the fucking, uh, she's in the TARDIS costume. She's like, I love Deadpool. And he goes... Do you guys ever talk about, like, not nerdy stuff, like, real life? And she goes, normal is just a setting on a washing machine. And he goes, you have any hot topic phrases you want to throw out after that one? Too? <laughs> like, I feel like that version of nerd. Like, because Brian Johnson's a nerd, and he hangs out in a comic shop, and he knows nothing about comics. He's just there because he loves those guys. So, speaking of Deadpool, I don't know if you guys went to Heroes, not this year, but last year. Uh, Stan Lee was at Heroes. Yeah, I didn't get a chance to go. Um, I was there, I want to say... Sunday morning or Saturday. It had to have been Sunday. Um, anyway, so it was Stanley's last panel. He wasn't supposed to be there, but they did like a surprise panel that, that morning. And some girl um, dressed as uh, like 
Not even female Deadpool, but it was like female Hawaiian Deadpool. It was a stupid costume. Anyway, first off... <laughs> Shitty cosplay she, number one. She and her friends hijacked the panel before Stanley even got on there, which I thought was completely disrespectful. Like, she, they just walked up to the stage and like got on the mics like, you guys got any questions for us? I wanted to punch them all in the face. Oh, but anyway, when Stanley got on stage, she she got up on the mic in her Deadpool costume and like started asking Stanley about Deadpool, like when are you gonna write Deadpool again or something like that. And Stanley is like, of all the questions or all the characters you can ask me about, you asked me about the one person that I didn't create. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was like I was <laughs> done creating characters by the time Deadpool got made in the nineties. Right. Oh, it was so annoying. That's oh, one thing I do know is that Deadpool came out in the nineties. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, X Force with Mc. Not McFarlane, it was, uh, uh, God, what is his name? The guy that can't draw feet or anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Rob Liefeld. Yes, it was, it was Rob, Rob Liefeld. Liefeld and Fabian Nicieza. Yep. I've been trying to get a hold God, of God, I fucking, I'm sorry. I respect his tenure in the industry. I hate Rob Liefeld. <laughs> so, Smitty, uh, Brian Smith worked as Liefeld's boss at DC before he left DC recently. Like, Okay. Life, uh, he was uh, he was Liefeld's editor on Hawk and Dove, mm-hmm. um, and then like they had this I don't remember the specifics, but they had this big old Twitter fight that Rob Liefeld was like Smitty didn't get into it, but Rob Liefeld was basically saying the editorial DC is bullshit. I just want to say Smitty's awesome. Smitty is awesome, and right Rob Liefeld was a little baby. Dude, Smitty yeah. like he he gave one of the best interviews that mm-hmm. I that I got at. At the Comic Book City Comic Con, he's talked. To, he did a he did a portrait for me of the Martian Manhunter at Free Comic Book Day. His comics themselves, the Intrepid Scapegoat and Stuff of Legend, are so good. Stuff of Legend is amazing. Oh, it's so fucking awesome. He was, uh, he and Sarah, I think, are still planning on moving to Greensboro. That's awesome. Moved like two years ago, but then they got another house. Yeah, let's get some more artists and creators. Ethan Van Skyver lives in Charlotte. Yeah. And I've been trying to get a hold of him to get him on the show. As does uh, Tommy Lee Edwards. Yes. Oh, cool. And I'd love to get some of the actual, like, big name, like, people, you know, to not just give me the five-minute interviews that I got from, like, you know, Kelly Yates and Jeremy Dale and Smitty and, and like, Michael Watkins and Janet Lee. Like, I love all of them, and I right. want bigger interviews with them. Um, but I also, you know, I'd love to get, like, people who work heavily on DC and Marvel to be in as well. Janet's... Her style, like her, it's so the, great. what she does is so like unique and original. I love everything that she. You does. can buy decoupage like sing uh, <clears throat> or decoupage single prints of hers on Etsy for like twenty bucks. That's yeah. awesome. It's, it's awesome. so great. You know, it's really cool that we're starting to kind of attract those types of people to the area. Yeah, but yeah. It, it's got a weird, an interesting caveat to it of the fact that where it's like, uh, you hear like tech people talk about this out of San Francisco and stuff, but like we're kind of in a bit of a nerd bubble. Yeah. Where it's yeah. like, I always just kind of assumed that this is how it was everywhere and then, you know, the more I tour with Ben or whatever and the more people come through, I'm starting to realize that like, that it is not in fact no. like that everywhere, you know, so it's... it's yeah, because like, yeah, there's some places that don't have a local comic book store so they yeah. have to like, Buy their books online and yeah. drive like fifty miles. To and you've got comic book stores closing down everywhere, and they're yeah. constantly just opening up around here. My know? thing is like, I was thinking it's like, man, there's only one comic book shop in Winston now, and then I thought about like how spoiled that sounds. There's more <laughs> than one though. There was only one. There was only one at the uh, time when Silver Bullet closed. Yeah, because then it was Silverfish. Was it Sailfish? Sailfish. I'm sorry. Um, With two Silverfish. Um, one thing that's kind of funny um, that I think it's a good thing that we have Ian here today is that. Chris on Wednesday's episode mentioned, "God damn it, we need oh, another Marvel guy on the yeah. show." 
And from what we understand, I don't know if it's true or not. But I'm very much a Marvel. Okay, fan. Not there we go. So much lately, like the whole Marvel Now thing has has kind of left a bitter taste in my mouth. But for the most part, I prefer Marvel over DC. Granted, I've kind of fallen out. The last I read Spider Island the whole way through with all the crossovers, mm-hmm. and that was about the last time I've really been like delved into comic books. So it's been a couple of years since I've. <coughs> Really been involved like that. No, my key I've never been huge into Spider-Man, but what Dan Slott has done with the characters since uh, One More Day has go. been amazing. And Superior Spider-Man, like once I heard the concept of that book, I was like, "This is gonna be stupid." But I didn't I like read the concept. It, I didn't. I didn't read it. I read the concept, and I was like, "Nope, don't care." That's that's how I was. But then I read it. I'm like, "This is brilliant. This is amazing." And like him like superior spider-man in other books like in avengers and in like you know all the other books that he shows up in like i, I don't know it's just there's something about it that's really good i'll have to go back and read it i can't even comment on that because you guys know like in my world spider-man does no wrong yeah yeah uh i'd actually like to touch on something well uh, well there was brand new day <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't want to talk about that. I, i'd like to touch on something that we actually um that ian sent us uh, a comment about well a message about on Facebook, which was uh, the conversation that um, Chris started a few weeks ago about uh, why can't like Disney and Warner Brothers just play nice and do the crossovers with Spider-Man and and the Avengers well, and it's Sony. And, well, yeah, but and Sony, and Fox. Yeah, Fox, Fox, Sony and Fox, Fox. yeah. I, Fox is a lost cause in my opinion. I don't see that, and they're doing their own thing too. Like they're kind of trying to build their own universe around X-Men, and like that's that's a cool thing. Yeah, but but. There's enough apparently, characters to support it. Apparently, Ian knows some of the things that we were talking about that we didn't have clear cut. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so I'd like... Made on um, Yes, please. What specifically? Uh, you, you sent us the message and you were like, I actually know a few things about like the the licensing rights and stuff that I wanted to bring up if I was on. Oh, so, um, I don't remember specifically what I, what I thought of at the I time. Think but kinda, I, I think kind okay. of... Talking about the, the movie, like with the Chitauri. Yeah. Um, so you'd mentioned that the Chitauri were in the Ultimate Avengers cartoon. They are, uh, yeah, they're in the uh, the animated. Well, they're they're also in Avenger, like in Avengers one movie that they did. Um, that was basically it was the Ultimates. Yeah, right. it was yeah. So the Avengers was based on the Ultimate, which was uh, Mark Miller and Brian Hitch's uh, run for the Ultimate Universe, which was kind of brilliant. Which was which was great. It's fantastic, um, but that should have been. It's own thing. What bothers me... Well, before I get into that. So the Chitari were that universe's version of the Scrolls. Yeah. Right. And because the Scrolls is a Fantastic Four property, it's owned by Fox, they couldn't bring the Scrolls um, into the movie or whatever. Right, because so that's why my they biggest created the thing, is I would love to see just like... If I want to see a trilogy, the, the Super Scrolls. If there was a trilogy of... Civil War, Secret Invasion, and Dark Reign. That would be amazing. that would be beautiful. That would be so good, and Siege. I love Siege too. But um, so yeah, that's that's why the Tatari exists. But then they brought so many elements of the Ultimate Universe into the standard Marvel Universe. Like the Tatari are now part of the universe because they appeared in like the new Marvel Now Nova series, which bothers me because they're an Ultimate Universe version of the Scrolls, but the Scrolls already exist. <laughs> um, and Black Nick Fury, for some reason, exists in the Marvel Universe now. So apparently Nick Fury <laughs> had an illegitimate, illegitimate kid a long time ago. I forget his actual name. But then they there was this miniseries called Battle Scars that came out, I think it's called. Right. Um, where this character, in the span of these five or six issues, 
loses all his air, hair, gets his eye poked out, and uh, changes his name to Nick Fury Jr. <laughs> so he is now the bald, patched Samuel L. Jackson version of Nick Fury Sam, <laughs> from the Ultimates. Sam Fury. From the Ultimates, it now in the Six One Six universe, which is <laughs> ridiculous. And then Cap's new new outfits. They're just trying to bring everything from the Ultimate universe via the movie into the standard universe, and it, it annoys the shit out of me. Six One Six for the listeners at home. That, uh, that aren't in the know on the Marvel Universe is what the DC Universe and most multiverses would call like Earth Zero or Earth Prime. In Marvel, they refer to that as the 616 Universe. Which came from a Captain Britain comic. Yeah, yeah, and it's funny because it was just, uh, I think they made, what, like two passing references to it? Yeah. And now Marvel hates it. Marvel <laughs> never references it again. Right, right. Like, absolutely can't stand the fact that they've got a number of multiverse because that's such a DC thing to do. But that's how the fans keep their, the multiverse in straight is, is in reference to 616. Yeah. I, I like the idea of the multiverse that they brought in because uh, I, was, I was really interested into why they're separate universes. And apparently the original reason why both comic uh, companies decided to start doing multiple universes is when you have characters that have been built up on uh, their own lore and their own pasts and their own origin stories and all this other stuff, and you know these characters the way they are, it's hard to put them into scenarios that people are, that people are like, well, that's not something that would happen or that they would do, so they made the ultimate universes... So they could explore those other options, right. and I think that yeah. that's brilliant. Which is a lot of the DC Elseworlds stuff. I was gonna yes. say, I think that's yeah. also the, one, of, has it with one of the key differences between Marvel and DC multiverse is the fact that you're never gonna have Infinite Crisis in Marvel, because that's not their prerogative with the multiverse. With, apart from a few small things, is not to have crossovers. It's legitimately right. just to be able to tell other stories. I think the only crossover that's ever happened between Six One Six and Ultimate is when Peter Parker somehow ended up in. Ultimate Universe. Yeah, and he complimented... Well, it's, it's going through that now. Okay. Well, that was in Spider-Man, and they're doing it now with the Ultimate Cataclysm, which is the 616 version of Galactus going into the Ultimate Universe because of what happened in um, Avengers vs. X-Men. Uh, no, not Avengers vs. Age of Ultron, excuse me. The end of Age of Ultron, something happened to where the uh, Galactus from this universe went to the uh, Ultimate Universe and devoured that Galactus, and now he's wreaking havoc on that year. And I like Whoa. some of those things because that's kind of a callback almost. <laughs> it's in the vein of like Secret Wars. Yeah. Which was amazing. Yeah. You know? Dumb, and D- so DC's multiverse exists for an entirely different reason than Marvel's. DC exists because they bought out all these companies like Fawcett Comics and they had to have a, a way to explain why these characters are now part of the DC universe. <laughs> right. And they do that by saying well they're just in an alternate universe. And then uh, crisis happened to, to, to merge everything and uh, with Marvel it's a bit different because it's just they just want to have tell different stories and not be tied yeah. to continuity the only yeah. notable thing I can think of where the continuity got flip-flopped is with Spider-Girl oh yeah, yeah yeah that's that the only one I can think book. of where they tried to bring an alternate universe character into the I love the, the, the concept of having alternate universes because that gives that gives you the ability to write these awesome stories like the Exiles from Marvel, which I don't know if you guys have ever read, but basically the Exiles is an X-Men team that they go traveling through different universes, but it, it's great. It had an alternate universe version of Sabretooth, um, Blink from Age of Apocalypse, uh, Morph from the animated show. Oh, wow, I love Morph. Um, that book was just so amazing, and then it got canceled. And then on the DC side with Wildstorm, there was Planetary, which is... I've heard Planetary is It's one of my phenomenal. favorite books of all time. It's Warren Ellis and um, <laughs> uh, John Cassidy, uh, who was on Astonishing X-Men with Joss Whedon. 
first off, John Cassidy's artwork is just amazing. And uh, basically, Planetary is each issue is kind of a, a, a homage, no homage, excuse me, to different uh, different types of stories. Like there was an issue about Godzilla. There's an issue that was basically like a John Woo film. There's an issue that um, dealt with like an, a version of Thor. Like where does Thor's hammer go when it when it's just a the stick? Like does it just disappear? Apparently, it goes into an alternate dimension armory where there's all sorts of mystical weapons there. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say, it just goes to Beta Ray Bill and he hangs out with it for the rest of the time. <laughs> it's just... Clearly really, it goes into a warehouse. Yeah, it's just a really interesting book. It's it's great. Didn't they also do one where um, the guys had to fight every different version of of Batman that there was? Like there was a 66 yes, Batman. Yes, yes. Yeah. There was, a, there was a Neil Adams Batman they had to fight. Yeah, that was amazing too. Yeah. And the, the, vi- the, the main villains in Planetary is the Fantastic Four. <coughs> But, but it's like a DC Wildstorm. Yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a. I do like the concept of um, the like Golden Age still is happening just somewhere else that we're not reading, and you've got these like time locked universes that that exist where it's like no, Batman's still like a nice guy. He's not gritty at all. He's just like running yeah. around. Speaking of Golden Age, that was another one of my favorite things about DC was uh, Justice Society with like the Golden Age Flash and Green Lantern and Hour Man and and what's his name? Not Black Panther. It's Marvel. Uh, Black Cat. Yeah. Um, yeah, all those dudes. That, that book was awesome, but you now that doesn't exist in the new DC. I, I gotta say, like, I, and correct me if I'm wrong here, but I think this is on the multiverse thing, just for people who don't really uh, know comics that well, because so, I know a lot of our listens, listeners, in fact, Jeff isn't really super into comics, so this is kind of why you're not hearing much from Jeff today. Um, <laughs> and also, he's just killing that fire right now, just making it so nice. Um, but... If I'm not if I'm not mistaken, also or um, Infinite Crisis was a way for them to bring all of the DC universes together, and right, then that was Crisis on Infinite Earths. Okay, uh, and and then after that, that's the reboot of New Fifty Two is how they were just like, all right, now that this has happened, everything is just one universe, well, and we can reboot. Well, the whole it happened world. multiple. It went Crisis on Infinite Earths in eighty five brought all the universes together, and then Infinite Crisis in two thousand five uh-huh. split them apart again. Okay, and then. Uh, Flashpoint Super- is what created New Fifty Two. Flashpoint was pretty good. It's Flashpoint, my favorite. It's I, I, so like, good. Really, when I read it, I had to take my hat off to Jeff Johns. Like it was such a love letter to the Flash. Yeah, and I was just like, "This is fucking awesome." Um, so I, I'd like to, since we've kind of Did Jeff get the rundown of and email to him. Uh, I can yes, I can do that really quick. Oh, um, my phone too. So if, if I, I start rambling, rambling, make sure like we're good on time. Like I don't want to. Uh, we're we're, we're, we're good. Okay. Um, so basically, but what we're gonna do is, uh, you guys were just introduced to a few of our new segments this week, um, and basically what I'm gonna talk about is how we're gonna do, um, how we're gonna start this one like as the comic books uh, issue or our comic book episode after we've kind of talked a little bit about what we like about it um, is we're gonna do. Uh, what we what we did on Wednesday, which is we're gonna do a fight, talk, marry. Yep. Um, we're gonna do a overrated, underrated, and we're gonna do a my first time. And all of these actually came from uh, the girl that I'm seeing. And it's funny that she sent me all of these because uh, I sent her a message on Wednesday. I was like, "What what do you want us to talk about?" And she knows I've gotten super into comics lately, and like she knows that I went out and spent fifty five <laughs> bucks out of my first new paycheck on yeah. comics and all that. And you got bit and, mad, dude. I don't, I don't, yeah. That's like, always the first thing I do when I get a when I get a, get a fresh paycheck, though, is it's just like, oh, no, I'm going to go just destroy this at the comic book store. I, yeah. I just can't. Uh, 
I love when friends of mine are just getting into comics, and then I show them like my comic shelf, and I'm like, "Here, read this. Here, read this." Yeah, read this. that's it's like that's my like favorite thing to do. Uh, so what we're gonna start with is, do you guys want to start with my first time fight talk Mary or overrated underrated? I like to do overrated underrated last. Let's do my first time first. My first time first. All right. Um, I tell you what. Uh, I, as I'm sending the list of things that we're doing to Jeff really quick, uh, I'm gonna go ahead and drop the topic for you guys, and we'll start it with uh, with Chris, Good. and we'll swing it around towards Ian. Okay. Um, so the my first time is my first time at a comic convention. Okay. So Chris, take it away from there, and we'll swing it this way. Mine's actually really interesting because I've never been to like a modern comic convention where you've got like the big huge conventions with the cosplay and a bunch of artists and stuff. And the only thing I've actually, the only comic convention I've ever been to, um, other than, like I said, yeah, no, I didn't even get a free, uh, to comic city, um, but was, I was about maybe eight years old, and it was like right when I first started, like, just delving super deep into comic books and stuff, and they had a, um, <clears throat> we had, like, one comic book shop in town, and they got a space, like a little small convention space, kind of like the, um, what's the... Like the Benton? No, like, uh, ah, it's irrelevant. But, uh, but so, basically all it was was a couple artists that were relatively local, that nobody knew a whole lot about, and just like long boxes and long boxes and long boxes and long boxes. And it was just to like, trade and fill out your back stock and stuff. And it was really cool kind of getting that, because like, my dad just took me there and he didn't, he's not a comic book guy, you know. And uh, so it was the first time I had exposure to comic book culture and could actually, like, because I, you know, I'd talk my mom's ear off, like, oh, you know, Spider-Man did this, blah, 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 Punisher, blah, blah, blah. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about, dude. And it was the first time I got a chance to, like, I was eight years old and I was meeting, like, 30-year-old adults and having, like, these super crazy conversations that I've always wanted to have. You found your tribe. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it was really fucking cool. But I need, I need to go to a uh, like a modern comic con because I've we'll never had Hero. that. Experience. We'll definitely go to Heroes this year, this coming year, because I don't think there's any cons until. Then. I don't think there are either, as far as I'm aware. Ugh. So that's, that's, that's yeah, that's pretty much turned free comic book day into a into a convention. Well, and that's yeah. what I was about to say. I was about to say other than free comic book day, yeah. <laughs> like, that's not a, that's not a Which is a shame a that name. people don't take full advantage of it. I see too many people walk through Acme just getting their books and then going home. I'm like, we've spent so much time and effort to create this this experience for you, and you're just gonna walk in and, and, and leave. We uh, me. our free comic book day experience this past year is the best, the best insane. comic experience I've ever had. It was insane. We we were up all night playing clicks. We had a mattress, okay? Fulmer's roommate, my singer, had a mattress that she couldn't get up the stairs. Because it, <laughs> it was too big. It doesn't fit through the door into the tiny hallway. And yeah. So we took a table, set the mattress down, put the box spring on top of it, had four maps. The prologue to this is we went to a party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We went to a party, came back, did this. And uh, what was it? It was like 1,600 points, eight players. Just it was just a ton of us. Massive, massive four 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 player maps mm-hmm. just on this thing. And so we played like this one game for just hours. And then after that, we were like, well, free comic book day is tomorrow. Like, guess we're staying up all night. Yeah. So we did it again. <laughs> and then we ended up rolling out what two hours before they opened? Three. Three, Three hours before they opened. They opened so. at ten. We got there at seven. <laughs> so one we of our friends is like passed out in, in like the car, 
and we're sitting there playing, playing. I'm thinking of a thing for two hours with people with, around us, with the people who don't know us, like some random guy who was sitting there giggling at what we were doing. I grabbed him by the shirt and I was like, "You're playing too." We're like, so it turned into this thing where we're just sitting here playing this game that we play when we're bored, and now we've got like. 10 to 15 people that just we don't even know. Just yeah. play just like, so much fun. And like all the adorable kids in cosplay, like the, the dad. little bat kid kept crawling behind me, and I was like, oh god, it's just like the real Batman. He comes out of nowhere. I actually know that kid. Really? That's yeah. awesome. I don't think I've ever experienced Free Comic Book Day like, as just a regular customer. I've always, You've like, always worked it. always helped Acme and like, work it, which is, which is awesome for me. Like, it's, a different, it's a different sort of um, experience than. As a customer, because yeah. my favorite thing about uh, free comic book day is like walking up and down that line and seeing all the smiles on the kids' faces, yeah. all the people excited about getting sketches and whatnot. Like I passed Alex like numerous times, like dude, I got this sketch. I'm getting this sketch. I'm <laughs> like, I was like, Ian, look how fanboy I am yeah, right it's, now. It's, it's it's awesome, and like that's what I love because we spent so much time and effort to to do that for everybody and to to see you guys do it well. Like I will say this: like if yeah. there's anything that I have to say about free comic book day. Regardless of the fact that it's free comic book day and you get a bunch of free cool shit and like you get free sketches, it's they give you Acme, bonus stuff too. Yeah, you get like the Tencent issues and stuff that they just didn't sell. Yeah. Not, but not yeah. only that, but Acme like is so nice to their fans and so nice to their patrons. Yeah, and you you set it up as a huge fucking event, and yeah. like the paper comes and the and fucking they, like they news channels. Me because I didn't know that that's not how other stores do it. <laughs> I, I didn't either. So my friend, uh, a friend of mine, had. Uh, bought this place in Kernersville and opened up a comic shop very briefly. And you know, I remember he was, that. Uh, he was asking me about uh, how we ran Free Comic Day. I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, do you, like, how many books do you give him? I'm like, what do you mean, how many? You know, all. All of them. All of them. Every book Diamond will give us. Yeah, why would you not do that? He's like, because they cost like a quarter per, per book. It's not cost. Of, it's not about the cost. It's about the day. It's called yeah, Free Comic, comic Book Day. day. You, you're bringing in the customer base, giving them a good time. Like, it's... It's not about the money. And you're getting a lot of the casual fans who bring in a lot of money who aren't like yeah, and us. Not only do they to, get the free books, but they're going to be in your store buying other stuff. Yeah. You bought a yeah. you bought a booster. I did. I bought yeah. a I bought a couple of boosters. Yeah. 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 If I had had money that day, I would have bought something too. But well, I was we went broke. back that next week and bought a print. <clears throat> yeah. I, yeah. We did because we then I got a got and I sparked out playing again. Yep. You know. But um, yeah, we we got in line. We got out. We got a bunch of sketches done because we got there early. We spent part of the day just playing with our new clicks at Geeksboro. Yep. Like. I spent all day in line at the end of the line with a little sign that said, last in line, killing little kids' dreams. <laughs> Jeremy Dale, when I got up and got the sketch for Jeff from Jeremy, I showed him the sign and he was like, I've just been, and I was like, I've just been killing little kids' dreams. And he signed it. He goes, <laughs> he goes, good job crushing five-year-old spirits. And signed Jeremy Dale. I would fair to say, because there's people who drive here from everywhere just to go to the shop on a normal day. Even yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. Jermaine thought I lived in Chapel Hill for a long time. I'm like, no, dude, I live in like High Point. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I fell in love like four times. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, with with the girl you wouldn't talk to that nope. Jeff got a picture with. Yeah. <laughs> but so I'd fair to say, like, people come from all around to come to this. I'd fair to say that. That Acme, the way they run their shop and the way they do free, free comic book day, mm-hmm. is a large reason for why we exist in the bubble we do now and why we yeah. are like comic book city. And, yep. Yeah. Because well, just... I, I won't give credit all to Acme. I love that place, but Heroes is another. Yeah. Heroes is the big here. daddy. He is. Like he is like, man. Like in terms of Greensboro as a cultural center for comic books, I think deserves the comic book city title. But and I love Acme. Don't get me wrong; it's a fucking awesome shop. Yeah. 
But holy shit, walking into Heroes is like another thing. It's like going to Mecca. Yeah, it but really is. But it's Heroes like when you and Acme are the only two. I think there yeah. may be another store in Durham, but I don't know. But not Heroes like this. But kind yeah. of my point was that like the fact that we live... Because since Greensboro is a much smaller city than Charlotte yep. is, we have the opportunity... Like That culture became so pervasive. Yeah, it's condensed. Is that where Ultimate Comics is, Durham? Uh, I think is, okay. it's either Durham or Raleigh. It might be Durham. Because Raleigh has uh, the one on by a campus that I've been to. It's actually a nice little store. Yeah. They don't matter. And if anybody's... There's one in Louisville that's really cool. Classic Comics. Classic really comics cool. If really anybody's cool. anywhere within driving distance of these comic book stores, like, it's worth a day trip. Yep. Yeah, definitely. I, you know, hey, comic Monster. Comic Monster, 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 yes. I, in my opinion, that's number three. Like, I, I love you, Kevin. I love Stormcrow. Super awesome. Mm-hmm. But holy shit, the amount of stuff that's in Monster. Like, ooh, it's a lot I'm of not, stuff. I haven't been yet. I'm excited to go They have, Friday. like... They have like twenty fucking gravity feeds for hero clicks. Twenty of the singles. And I was just like they still have stuff from like fucking uh what oh god, Assassin's Creed. They still have Assassin's Creed. Hero clicks is the weirdest subculture because like it's not necessarily associated with comic book stores or game stores. No. And like some places yeah. you go, no one plays at all. And then other places you like. I, I went on a trip to. We oh, used to have a dedicated HeroClix salesman at the store. Like, oh really? Yeah. Whenever somebody would want to come in and, and get HeroClix, we were like, "Well, HeroClix guy that. won't be here until you know such and such time, such and such a date. He's no longer there, and I think they're pretty much out of the HeroClix business. They may they may have some still in the back, but it's not as prominent as it used to be. But I know we. I went down to Columbia, South Carolina, and we went to a shop, and the guy's like, "Oh no, dude, here's a bunch of HeroClix stuff. I'm gonna give it to you on major discount. I'm trying to get rid of it." I wish you guys had come in last week because we just gave away three 3D tables that we built that you guys could have just had. What? You guys yeah. obviously care more than whoever the hell came in here. Yeah. But then a couple months after that, I went up to Jersey. We walk in the shop to buy some clicks. Me and Jacob did. And the guy's like, oh, yeah, yeah, no, we have free play every night of the week. I've still what? never played. I've always wanted to what? play. Just Dude, I've got, like, I've got 400 pieces. I can teach you. It's easy. It's super easy. So it's just weird how it's so, like, some places, like, play, and some places just like, ah, whatever. Um, oh, we, we, so, yeah, your first book. Yeah, first, first con experience. Ian, first con experience. Oh, dear God. Mine's not that interesting. I just remember Heroes was my first con, and I'm not a, um, like, I'm not really a collector. Like, I don't go to cons to look through long boxes. I don't, I try not to buy anything at cons, because, A, it's really expensive, and I've been broke since I've been born. Um, what up? <laughs> uh, I go for the panels and getting to meet new creators and stuff like that. So I remember the very first panel I went to. It was um, oh shit. What is his name? He's he's writing. De- he, well, he was was writing Deadpool before Brian Posehn took over. Oh, um, Brian Posehn, actual Brian Posehn. Yeah, he's writing, yeah, he's writing Deadpool. Deadpool. Are you Wait, kidding? No, not, uh, wow. Shit. Because I knew it, because everybody... Uh, he was uh, writing Ghost Rider at that time. At this time, when I saw the um, the panel, he was writing Ghost Rider. Um, anyway, that's ir- that's irrelevant, but... Uh, no, it's not. Go- Google Google Deadpool authors. <laughs> fucking kill I've been me. trying, but my phone fucking sucks out here. Google! Dude, I'm um, sorry, my house is a total dead zone. I'm so sorry. Google is being a bad Google. Yeah. But, yeah I, I well, really he's just like, been staring at the fire all night. Sprint has been terrible to me. Sprint. sprint, fucking sprint. It it wasn't an entirely new experience for me because like, like I said, I had been to Acme and seen like, you know, 
I'd seen other creators at uh, you know at the store before. Firefox, it's faster. But seeing them like on a panel, thing, like their personality shit. comes out, and and this guy was really funny. I don't know why I can't remember his name. It's really bothering me. But um, we'll we'll Google it. It was like a like it was like being in a kid in a candy store. I was really excited. Like I was constantly smiling. Like the, it was it was great. I like heroes, and I go back every year. I think I've only missed one in the past six years. Nice. nice. Um, I went to Baltimore Comic Con one year. Uh, with Jermaine, and that was really awesome. They give out the the Harvey Awards up there, and uh, that's when I first met uh, the guy that writes uh, uh, not Mouse Guard, Mice, Mice Templar. You can't get it from out here, though. Uh, now I'm drawing a blank on that, too. Dude, I'm the king of forgetting people's names on the podcast. Oh, so I, I forgot Robert Downey Jr.'s name. Yeah, that was funny. That was uh, funny. Uh, uh, Robert Downey Jr.? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> he played Iron Man. Like, got <laughs> his name? But yeah, if, if you can go to Baltimore Comic Con, it's, it's like Heroes, but it's a lot better. I haven't gone to New York yet. I'm, I'm never going to go to San Diego. I know that's like nerd mecca, but then... You just it, can't do it. It's not a comic convention. It's a media convention. Yeah, it I is just, now. Yeah. I don't feel the, the need to go there. Unless I can go to some of the smaller panels. If I were yeah. you, I would... But I'm not going to spend all day waiting in Hall H. Like, I just right. refuse to do right. that. Man, so. the reason I want to go, though, is just to be in the just to say city. I, I don't even care about going to the convention so much. Like, I would love to say I went... But just being in the city when all of that is happening. Have Brian Glass—that's his name. That writes Mike Templar. Have Brian you ever Glass. gotten? Uh, have you ever gotten the con crud? No. Everyone always talks about. It. I've never. Okay. I have. I have a really good uh, um, immune system. I don't really get sick that often. Oh, that's good. Okay, so my first time. And I'm not gonna count. Parts don't tell my bosses that. <laughs> I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna count parts of known con because that was more like what you went to. Yeah. It was less of a con and right. more of which that would have been boring as hell if I wasn't eight years old. It was a show. Yeah. Like it was like that's where I bought my preacher full run minus two issues, which I'm still looking for. <laughs> um, which is why I go to cons today. It got me hooked. But my most memorable con experience was going to Heroes for the first time uh, several years back. I want to say it was like Matt Fry. It was Civil War. Had just finished. Uh, if that tells you how long ago I, it's been since I've been to Heroes. I think that was the first year I went to. Because I bought, I remember buying the black and white Matt Fraction Punisher War Journal number one. Yeah. It's awesome. So I spent all day uh, long box hunting. Like that's, that's Yeah, that's when Matt Fraction was first got to Marvel. Because so he, he was there. Yeah. And I didn't know that until we were about to leave and my buddy was like, oh yeah, Matt Fraction was there. I was like, I just bought yeah, his... Raining. Black and white variant number one. <laughs> I used to work for Heroes too. No, oh, that's cool. Um, I didn't know that. But I didn't get to go to any panels because I spent the entire day. I spent six hours just long box hunting. Like I found a couple of creatures that I was missing. I found what else did I find? I found uh, Wolverine Origins, the one where he's got it, it, the original issue has him with a face paint, like a American flag face paint. Yeah. I found the Canadian flag face paint variant. <laughs> That's cool. So I made my friend buy it for himself. He was like, dude, it's 35 bucks. I was like, yeah, it's only 35 bucks. Just fucking buy it. <laughs> Daniel Way. Danny Way. Danny Way. That was it. That's, Fuck. That's it okay. Yes. He did a long time on Deadpool. Um, oh, never mind. And I can't wait to <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Fuck you guys. Way to go, Google. <laughs> We don't need you. We got Ian's brain. Sometimes fails, but um, at least you didn't forget Robert Downey Jr. So we're gonna, <laughs> we're definitely gonna go uh, 
Damn it. I don't know how, how much of an official Dude, capacity. Like, I know, I've missed it twice it's now. Like two by three. I think forgetting Robert Downey Jr.'s name is not as bad as accidentally calling him Morton Downey Jr. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Ow! Because that guy's a prick. I've done that before. Um, <coughs> we, we will be at Heroes this year, definitely. Yes. I don't know in how much official capacity. I don't know if we'll have I'm going to try and at least get us press passes. I don't know if we'll have press passes <coughs> to get into panels, but that's what I'm doing this year. I am doing... I'm not going to go long box hunting. Don't let me go long box hunting. Because you will fucking lose me. That's fine. I'm just going to do it myself. Okay. <laughs> I'll you do that. You I'll, give you, <laughs> I'll give you a list of what I need. And a and hundred bucks. I'll go do, do all the cool shit, man. I, my, my back stock, I'm missing like two issues that I really want to get. And if I put enough time in it, they wouldn't be hard. Fine, to then I'll go to all the panels. I'm going to get all the panels. You can't do both. No, I can, and that's yeah. another thing, like going to cons, you can't expect to do everything. And I, I, I you miss something. Even time. with yeah. a three day pass, you're still going to miss something. Yeah, I've learned this over years and years of like trying to, to schedule it to where I can see everything I want to see. You just have to accept the fact that you're going to miss stuff. I want to try to get down to Dragon Con as well this year. Well, I think Dragon Con for me, that's that's where my. Well, that's where the docking. Yeah, that's going to be mine. Um, panel every year. So. Really yeah, it is, but uh, the fire's fine. Um, my first experience with a con was actually out of nowhere, um, and it was Heroes. It was my very first con, and I was in my 20s the first time I ever went to a con, because like you guys know, I wasn't super into comic books for a long time. Mm-hmm. My friend thinking. Anthony Zolo, our Zola. friend Zolo, got me what to come... Is his nickname Armin? Please tell me his name. No, Armin. it's not. Okay. Um, his nickname is Zolo. Um, so... Um, and he actually knows a couple of the people um, that were at the uh, Greensboro Comic Con this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the guy that you tried to get us in touch with. Um, oh, man. Joe Scott? No, 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 no. Uh, longer name. Longer last name. Really weird last name. He wore the scarf. Uh, he was he was right across from Kelly Yates. Oh, Chris Schweitzer. Schweitzer, yeah. He knows Schweitzer. Yeah. And he also knows um, Jackie. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they all lived in Atlanta, and Zola went to school for sequential art. So Zola was there with the table for SCAD, which was really cool. Because I got to go in with him and sit at the table for SCAD. I got a bunch of cool prints. He gave me a bunch of his prints for free, um, which was really nice. It was all from the uh, from the Infinity Gauntlet series. We talking about and Heroes. Yeah. Okay. Um, Zolo gave me a bunch of his for free. I got my favorite cover of anything ever, which is the Ultimates number four, where Thor is holding the Iron Man helmet and the and the Captain America yes. shield. That's a great and I got it, cover. And I got it signed by Laura Martin, the colorist. Yeah. Um, For and a while, Laura Martin was coloring everything, like all of Marvel's big events. Anything that's because she's amazing. Yeah, she's, she's, she's really, really good. good. She also colors Planetary. Yes, she does. By the way, for the listeners, the people who draw it don't usually color it. You have a penciler, an inker, a drawer, or I mean a colorist, and then you have inker. sometimes somebody inker, who not will, tracer. Inker. Yeah, <laughs> inker, not tracer. No, that's a really important job, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, line weight alone is, yeah. is huge. Um, and not only that, but and, and then you also have somebody sometimes who will do text lettering, yeah. lettering. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was my first con experience. I could only go for one day. I spent a hundred and fifteen dollars. That's Just, not hard. Yeah, it was really, and I didn't buy a single comic book. I bought prints. I bought tons of prints. And got them signed and shit. It's just such a slippery, slippery slope. Yes. That's the first time I met Janet Lee, which was super cool, because mm-hmm. she was there, and I thought that she was there with the guy who does Mouse Guard. 
but it was... Uh, the yeah. other David Peterson. But, yeah, it was the other David Peterson was there, and I was like, motherfucker, it said David Peterson! No <laughs> and he's not here! No offense to you. Yeah. Other David Peterson. Yeah. But, like, because Mascard's my favorite comic book. It's my favorite thing that's ever been released, and I love Arkea. It's my favorite company. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but that's my that's my first time. Arkea puts out really high quality. Yes, it does. Covers. Yes, it does. Did they also speaking do of bone? which, I still got to get that one from you, Chris. Yeah. Did they also do bone? Uh, no. They bone. do rust. Wait, no. Maybe they did do bone. I want to say they did bone. Uh, so we're gonna move into uh, fight talk, Mary. Yes. Um, and Fight Talk Mary, and this one's going to be kind of quick, um, just to kind of get around the horn and not really do too much explanation with it. Uh, Marvel Universe, Fight Talk Mary. Um, and we're going to do fight <laughs> as if you... We're going to do fight as if you do have superpowers. Okay. Okay. Um, so, uh, well, Jeff, actually, do you want to be part of this one? Uh, sure. Good. Because I was like, I, I don't know if Jeff's ever gone to a con. No. Okay, no. so there. You will. You will. You'll have to. Sure. Um, and, uh, I wanted to go. You'll yeah. have the best job of making sure all of our files save. In the <laughs> <time runs. laughs> and, at, and at after parties, make sure you don't lose Colin. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll actually bring like an actual camera too. Oh yeah. Uh, so since uh, we start since over Jeff, here, yeah, so let's start over here. Yeah, we're gonna start with me, and we'll swing it actually back towards Colin. That way, Jeff has more time to think because Jeff isn't as no, he's a dummy. Comic, he's a dummy. <laughs> I'm not a dummy. Just like a Jeff. I have average knowledge. Even though Jeff is not a comic book reader, per se, I'd say that you are very into, like, comic book universe type stuff. Correct. Um, so for me, for Fight Talk nerd. Mary, uh, Fight is going to be Juggernaut. I want to fight him so bad. <laughs> like, I do. I just, I like, if K. I'm... K-Marco Juggernaut or Colossus Juggernaut? K-Marco. Okay. Absolutely K-Marco. Um, because he's, he's my kind of Juggernaut. Yeah. Um, so seeing Colossus in the Juggernaut is pretty, is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah, I haven't seen that. I'd like to. Oh, it's fucking awesome. They actually have a Fear Itself Heroclix piece with him in the fucking helmet, and it's rad. Um, so my talk would be Magneto, uh, because I really want to know what Eric Lynch thinks in terms of what's going through his head, because I think he's, in my opinion, mm-hmm. the most interesting and dynamic character Marvel has, period. Okay. I just think that out of all of their characters, he's the most conflicted. Um, and Mary... Oh man, this one's actually a little tough for me. Um, yeah, I you know I think for Mary for me it, it would probably it'd probably it'd have to be Sue Storm. Just because she's a great parent. Yeah, that's really <laughs> what it is. It's for me like I want I want a superhero that's gonna be a real mom. And I know that's so lame. But I don't care. Based on mothership qualities alone. So that's mine. Colin. Um, let's see. Fight. With superpowers. With superpowers. Norman Osborn, just because I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> 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 fucking Norman Osborn. Um... But not Iron Patriot Norman Osborn. Just regular... <laughs> I wouldn't want to fuck with that at all. Uh, just normal, like, owner of Oscorp. Green Goblin? Yeah, Green Goblin Norman Osborn. Um, post serum. Post serum. <laughs> uh, talk. I would, I would love to sit down and talk to Doctor Strange for about 
for a couple hours. Oh, that's a good one. That would be so much fucking... I think that would be awesome. Mary, and this is coming off of what we talked about on Wednesday, uh, Felicia Harding. Okay. That black 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 hat. Yeah, that's fair. Because you know she's a fucking minx. But is this this with the same caveat that mine was last week, where it's Felicia Hardy not as black cat? Yeah, Felicia Hardy not as black cat. But if she wanted to break that costume out in a role-playing session, I would not. (laughs) (laughs) I would not protest protest a bit. Except for her, it wouldn't be (laughs) role-playing. That's a really good costume. Like, holy, you look like black cat. Where you don't know her secret identity, you're like, sweetie, you look a whole lot like black cat. Because, like, out of almost everybody, like, she keeps that wide hard. Yeah. Yes. Like, it's Black totally. Cat and Felicia Hardy are not the same person. No, not at all. Ian, fight um, Perry. Mine's kind of a cop-out because I'm going to pick the same person for all three. And I, fine. We're totally fine. Totally yeah, like, yeah. Uh, She-Hulk. Yeah. Like, I would love to spar with her because she's... She's, she's a Hulk. She's, yeah, <laughs> she's fucking a Hulk. Um, I like to talk to her on an intellectual level because she's super smart. She's like one of the best lawyers in, in the Marvel Universe. And uh, I would marry her because she's super hot and she's. She's know, fucking She-Hulk. Jennifer Walters is like one of the sexiest characters in. in she Marvel, is pretty I sexy. Think. Yeah, so I'm gonna pick She-Hulk for all three. Oh man, I just thought of another really good topic. I picked Cassie Hack for all three last week. So yeah, you did, man. Yeah. You said Dazzler. No, I didn't. I was a joke. I was a total joke. I just use Dazzler as my one reference for super obscure and pointless superheroes. She's always my reference for like, oh, you mean Dazzler? <laughs> Dazzler's underrated. You I know, think Dazzler number one was the very first comic sold in comic stores. What? Wow. Yep. And the before, brick and mortar. Be, yeah, in brick and mortar stores before comics were sold to like you know spinner racks, spinner racks, yeah. newsstands, or whatever. But whenever the very first. Actual brick and mortar comic store opened. Dazzler number one was the first retail comic book. It was either nice. a creepy old dude or a nine year old girl. Yep. Nice. Chris. Okay. So, even though I did all Marvel characters last week. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> aside from Cassie, yeah. <laughs> uh, um, my fight is going to be Charles Xavier. But you really? can't fight a cripple, dude. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the reason because. It's a mental battle. That's fair. It's not physical at all. Because even if, like, I, it would never get to the point where I had the, the physical altercation with him. You know, because it would the entire battle would be mental, and I might not have even ever see him. Yeah. And so just the chess game of getting into battle with Professor X would be... I think it'd be funny, like, you go to hit him, and then you're like... I'm hungry. <laughs> Walk away. There, there was a, a battle scene recently, not, not a huge spoiler, but it was Jean Grey versus Jean Grey, and they were just staring at each other, fighting mentally. And that was pretty badass. That's in Battle of the Atom. Uh, my talk would be Reed Richards. Okay. Wait. Yeah. Yeah, Reed Richards. Um, and then my Mary, to separate it from last week would be let's go with Black Widow because she's fucking sexy fuck yeah, you <laughs> well, I have to rethink of another one <laughs> you can go with the same one okay. shit it's not it's not a problem I mean you guys can walk away sure um for my fight it would probably be the Hulk just cause it would just be a never ending battle and it would just be insane he tore Wolverine and happened through him up about that was and, awesome. and then Wolverine's torso climbed back up the fucking mountain. <laughs> I have a question for Ian after this. Um, talk, probably Captain America, just because all like the war stories. Steve, and... Steve yes. Rogers or Bucket? Okay. Okay. Yeah, 
I was going to say, because Cage was also capped for a while. <laughs> Luke Cage? Yeah, Luke Cage was capped for a while, man. I don't remember that. Oh, yeah. Luke Cage was capped for a while. Guys, Frank Castle, Captain America, is Ooh. the best Captain America. That was the best Ooh. cover of Black like, War Journal yeah, yeah. I've ever oh, seen in my life. Right after Civil War. I, my dick just went, pow, pow. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, my favorite Marvel character is the Punisher because of Garth Ennis and his work on it. And like, I was just like, God, fuck, yes! Yeah! <laughs> <laughs> I was going to get shit actually done. the Punisher paint on the, or was that a variant? Or it might have just been a promo. There's one where it's basically that same cover. But the shield, instead of being the Captain America shield, it's the Captain America shield with the Punisher logo painted. It has the Punisher it. logo painted. Is that what it is? Okay, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. I've seen both with it and without it. So, Hefe. Continue? The Mary was the same. Okay. Yeah. Was, like, what a Cool. Yeah, um, exactly. I'm sorry. What I'm going to get into now um, with this. Oh, is, my question was. Yeah, okay, was, for Ian. Yeah. This brought up a debate I've been having when we were. Uh, what was it? Wolverine and. Uh, well, basically, everybody's like, Wolverine can't die. It's like, well, his healing power comes from somewhere. And so I was wondering if you knew the point in which it was isolated to. Because you cut an earthworm in half and you get two earthworms. You cut Wolverine in half and he regenerates from the top half. No, 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 no. No, he connects his body back together and it sews up. That's how it happened. That's, the, at least in that, that issue. Ultimate universe. That was ultimate. Yeah. So that doesn't really count. Oh, uh, oh, right after Civil War, though... Uh, Wolverine was was in a fight with uh, Nitro, and Nitro exploded, and Wolverine was left just his adamantium skeleton, and he grew back from that. So I don't what? know if it's ever been established. I think like, that, I think it has to be like a, like one cell. Yeah, I think it's a, his yeah, cell from cell. DBZ. That's bullshit. <laughs> what is that? That is bullshit. It's just interesting to me because, like, in theory, that if you cut him in half, you would get two Wolverines. Because yeah. like, there's an there's an ep- issue it's, of the it Punisher. It depends on who's writing that particular story. Yeah. Garth Ennis wrote an issue of Punisher where he meets up with Wolverine because they're both going after the same guy, and they get into a fight. Mm-hmm. And basically, I love the way Garth Ennis deals. Are we with talking other, about Rumble? Huh? We're talking about Rumble? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, are we talking about my favorite issue of comics ever? Because I can do this. I don't know which issue you're referring Rumble to. in the Jungle, Wolverine versus the Punisher. No, this is Garth Ennis from the 2000s. Okay. This was after they worked for Angels and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, R- Rumble is a fucking amazing issue. Oh, it's um, so good. But no, like, one thing I love about Garth Ennis is he likes to embarrass... He makes loves to make fun of all the other characters. Pretty that are, sure none of Garth Ennis's run was canon, though. That was Punisher Max, I believe. No, this was this was ap- this was Welcome Back, Frank. This takes place is canon. It's Marvel. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's Marvel Knights. Um, oh, you're right. You're, it was Marvel Knights first, and then because he because he did that entire run, and then it yep. became then he, he did Punisher Born, and they were like, we're just going to give you the Max series, right? Um, <clears throat> Garth Ennis likes to make fun of. Any other character that he's not writing, he 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 made Spider Man look like an idiot. He made Daredevil look like an idiot. Really made Wolverine look like an idiot. He the artist drew Wolverine about this tall. <laughs> he made the worst puns ever. Like at one point he says, "How about you take a ride on Root Snickety Snick?" So just <laughs> just so you guys who can't see where Colin's hand is, he's looking at about four two. Yeah, which Wolverine is short. He's about five three. Yeah, yeah. but um, Garth Ennis also wrote the pro. He did, and the pro is one of my favorites ever. He shoots Wolverine in the face with a shotgun, shoots him in the groin, and then proceeds to roll him over with a steamroller. <laughs> it is by far my favorite issue of Punisher. Like like Judge ever. Doom at the end of uh, Roger Rabbit? Yes. <laughs> Very much so. It, it does invoke, like, the, um, 
the fucking the panel is like it's a it's a half page panel and it's just a close up of Wolverine's animantite face just screaming. <laughs> it's awesome. Anyway. Uh, so I actually uh, since I only have about half an hour or so before I gotta pack my lunch and go to work. Um, I I think you guys should post show with my dad's question. If you guys want to do that. Okay, that could um, possibly be a thing. And uh, I'll just head off to work. Uh, but this is um, one that I actually uh, leads right into our next segment, which mm-hmm. is overrated, underrated, because I, I, I personally decided to choose one from DC and one from Marvel, just to throw out there for all of us to talk about. Um, so, Wolverine, overrated or underrated? Overrated. Overrated. Oh, you're picking the characters. Okay. I'm picking the character, Got and it. it's Wolverine's the first one that I'm picking for us to go for. Okay, okay. So Wolverine is my first choice for what we're talking about for whether they're overrated or underrated. Gotcha. So what do we think? Oh, you guys both think he's overrated. At this point, he's in at way this too point. many teams. Like he's everywhere. He's yeah. The, same with Deadpool and Spider-Man. Like they're just too many places. Yeah. Um, to go, I'll fight you about Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm gonna go with overrated. Just yeah. because, just because of the debate I've been having with Joe Davis, it's like, no, you can kill Wolverine. I just don't know how yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I will write. He knows how because he just killed himself. Like he killed a future version of himself in um, Age of Ultron. I think uh, it's the same thing that I, I have this debate with with Smash a lot about Hulk. Where he's like, Hulk can't die. I was like, you throw Hulk into the goddamn sun, he'll die. I promise you that. Like, he's not coming out of Unless that. Unless it just makes him angrier. I mean, there's a lot of radiation in the sun, man. Dude, uh, <laughs> man, I'm sorry, but, like, Hulk can die. And plus, like you said, stray bullet catches Bruce. Yeah. He's out. You know? Um, the only reference I've heard, and granted, my Hulk knowledge isn't a whole lot more, the only reference I've heard to that mm-hmm. was in the Avengers movie when he talks about how he tried to shoot himself and then and the Hulk spit the bullet out. Well, because he knew it yeah. was coming. Right, exactly. That's the yeah. thing. It's the stray bullet of yeah. the not, not knowing. Yeah. Um, so, in my personal opinion, I also think that Wolverine's overrated. Um, I, because I, I really, other than his origin story, like, after that, like, his origin story, I think, is not overrated at all. I think it's really cool. Wolverine's origin was, like, probably one of the best Wolverine comics ever. It's, and, and Old Man Logan, also really cool. Old Man Logan's phenomenal. Yeah. But, but he can't regular die, Wolverine? There's a, there's a sword, if you decapitate him with this particular sword, he dies. That's how he killed Sabretooth. I forget the name of the sword, but okay, he can be decapitated with the particular sword. I, I personally think that like Wolverine, just as an average character, very overrated. Um, I just I don't see him being as do all end all as everyone fucking makes him out to be. Yeah. Um, second, though, you cannot argue how awesome the uh, fastball special is when he. Oh my super god! That's my favorite awesome. thing ever. There's a clicks piece that Chris has that's the fastball special. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. Um, and, uh, the, the one from DC is going to be Batman. Overrated, underrated. Overrated. Uh, even coming from a Bat fan, I'm going to get fanboy about it and be like, I've been on Batman since, like, 89. Um, but yeah, I, I feel like everybody's just jumped on the bandwagon ever since the Nolan films and don't truly get why Batman's a great character. Which sucks, because when Batman Begins came out, mad underrated. Oh, mad, super underrated. But you know, but everybody's on the jumped on the bandwagon, and they don't understand what truly makes him a great character. I don't want to say overrated because he, I think he's appropriately rated. There like, we go. The, the the hype behind him is 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 for a reason. Like his it's justifiable. Just, yeah, justifiable. It's it's one of the best origins like in existence. It's no. arc, 
Like he is an, an archetype that many other heroes have been adapted from. Like even Peter just, Parker. I mean, Peter Parker lends its his origin just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Right absolutely. Now. I'll tell you right here, let me modify my answer a little bit. I think in pop culture, Batman is ever in pop culture. Definitely. I think in comic books, he's kind of underrated. <clears throat> Look at the stuff Scott Snyder's doing, and it's pretty critically acclaimed. I mean, yeah. I mean I'm, I'm just saying, but, like, people who read comic books, like, I mean, Batman has a big fan base, but, like, people who read comic books that aren't Batman people kind of don't give him the time of day. True. That's true. That That is true. And some oh, of my favorite Batman stuff isn't big superhero villain battles. It's it's the fucking it's the detective stories, man. Yeah, the world's greatest detective, and I think that needs to be. Utilized. We need to see that. Okay, I agree. Pop culture Batman way overrated. I do think that he is appropriately rated in terms of his ability because, like, you know, fucking Bat God, like you said, the Grant Morrison Grant Bat God, Morrison Batman, yeah, um, is is amazing. But I will say this. This is going to tie into us. We are going to talk about this one day for overrated, underrated. My favorite superhero in DC, which is Manhunter. Manhunter's a better detective. Martian you know how I know that? Martian Man. Because Batman says he's a better detective. <laughs> and he's also stronger it's, it's, than Superman. It's really easy to be a great detective when you can read minds. Does it matter, does it? Does it matter at all? Also, Martian Manhunter's a bit of a Deus Ex Machina. Batman's. He's a, awesome. He's amazing. He's Batman's the best. also real self deprecating. Yeah. See, he likes Oreos? Yeah. Martian Manhunter's favorite food is Oreos. Oreos. <laughs> Have you ever read JL8? No, I don't. I, read JL8, it's, it's on, it's a webcomic. Okay. It's all about the Justice League as eight year olds. Yeah, it's awesome. It is, like it is amazing. It's, and, like, the first time jo- a Martian Manhunter eats an Oreo, like, if you know that part of his story, it's the most adorable thing ever. <laughs> it really is. Um, so, that's. Yeah, I, I I think that like I said, Batman. I like how there's just all those little weird things that have been written in the canon, like the the Deadpool Ryan Reynolds thing. Yeah, yeah. And then he the loves fact Ryan that Reynolds. like I think that's awesome that they got him to play him, even though it wasn't really Deadpool. It was a good Wade Wilson. Yeah, he was a great Wade Wilson. Um, so uh, I, uh, I I got an underrated over. So speaking of Deadpool, there was a video released recently on YouTube, um, apparently by the guys that were behind Deadpool's costume in that movie. They were basically defending their choice. Why? Why come out now? Why like, now? However many years later, saying, you know, this is why we did what we did. But basically, what they were saying is. That Deadpool wasn't a finalized Deadpool. He was a prototype. He was in the process of becoming, like, he came out before he was done, which is why he looked the way he did, and blah, blah, blah. Explain and I can, movie, I can, I can, I, 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 I'll give him that. And they, they that. tried to, like, with one of the eyes, they tried to give him the, the, the ring around his eye, kind of like an homage to his costume, but it was still a terrible movie. Yeah, it was. Awful. Oh, that's bright. What's your overrated? Is that overrated? a naked person? Hopefully. What? Nope. <laughs> That's my neighbor. neighbor with no shirt. On. <laughs> uh, male, by the way, male. That's, of course. That's my. That's my. That's my. Do neighbor. they listen to the podcast? No. no. <laughs> they have a fucking seven and ten year old. They don't listen to the podcast. They listen to the podcast when we're recording. Yeah. <laughs> um, so my underrated, overrated, uh, Nightwing. Oh Jesus! Overrated. I'm over Dick Grayson. What? Kinda. Yeah, okay. no, I, I, I fucking love Nightwing. I'm I love Nightwing too. I no, can't, I can't I, be objective I, about this I at all. Love Ni- I love, I do love Nightwing, man. But he's so. Dick Grayson I, as Batman was awesome too. Yeah, more. Dick Grayson as Batman, fucking amazing. Yeah, you're different. 
Oh, that was one of my favorite fucking titles. Uh, but the, the Nightwing thing, it seems like he's kind of... He was a very specific person when he started, and it's kind of changed, and it doesn't seem like it's because of character development. It seems like they're just like, oh, well, we want you to play this role now, and then it's not... Yeah. Because the greater story of Nightwing is what's cool. It's the fact that he was, you know, Batman's protege and then eventually becomes Batman. Yeah. You know, like, that's really cool. And I feel like the, the Nightwing character has kind of lost that. I New 52 Bat Nightwing, which is pretty much the same as old 52, just a, a few little tweaks. He was Batman for a while and all this stuff. Uh, Kyle Higgins is crushing it. So I'd say in that regard, he's underrated. People are not reading enough of Kyle Higgins' Nightwing world. Enjoy it while it lasts, because he's going to be dead soon. <laughs> and also, having said that, They've been like, trying to kill him forever. Who, Nightwing? Yeah, they've been trying to... Dude, David Dio has wanted to kill yeah, fucking... He's, and he's going to get his wish, apparently. Right? Yeah. Forever uh, evil. But this all yeah, comes... That, I, that's actually... This is going to lead into my, my next thing. I'm um, so behind in DC right now. Here's the deal. I would like us, just real quick, to talk about, just each of us, either A, what we're reading now, or B, what we're, like, excited for having subscriptions for, because I just got into, I put in my subscription, so. I don't have subscriptions anymore, I wait for trades. Okay. But what are you excited to read? I'm excited. Or are you reading? I'm excited to finish uh, Zero Year. And, okay. And leading into Forever Evil, that's what I'm excited about. Cool. Cool. Ian? Um... God, there's so many things I'm excited about. I'm excited about Sex Criminals because that book is awesome. Yes! Um, Boom! Yes! That was going to be my pick of the week, but it was two other people's pick of the week. So. <laughs> <laughs> that book is amazing. Um, I'm, I, lo I love Chew. I'm excited about uh, yes. that. Um, Lock and Key is almost over. There's one more issue for that. I'm excited about that. Um... I'm excited about the Guardians of the Galaxy movie. I know that's not no, dude. Directly I'm, I'm comic, stoked about that. Like, I'm excited about comics. I love comics. Yeah. I'm excited about it all. Okay, cool. Chris, uh, I mean that's the same shit I keep talking about every week. Like, it's funny because we're doing the comic book episode now, and I pick a lot of comic books. It's, you know, like, like just like you said, Sex Criminals and Chew are awesome, especially because I have so much for Chew to catch up on, which is really exciting. Um, I need to get back into some more superhero story stuff because I just haven't had the time to. But, uh, I don't know, just, same thing, same thing I always say. But definitely Sex Criminals. Uh, I am excited for the issues of Forever Evil to continue coming out, because I have the first three issues, and they are really fucking gnarly, like, super duper gnarly, um, and I've also got one of the secondary, uh, like, tie-ins that I've got is, uh, JLA-9, um, which is, uh, it focuses on Manhunter and Stargirl, uh, and I got both alternate covers for it. I got the black and white, and I also got the one that Ethan Van Skyver did, um, which is really cool. Uh, and also, I'm pretty fucking excited uh, for Deadpool Kills the Marvel Universe. I think that's going to be really fun. That's going to be super now. fun. Now it's, uh, it's only four issues in. It's um, been changed to Long Shot Saves the Marvel Universe. Son of a bitch! I'll tell you what else I'm excited about that I haven't even read yet is that Afterlife with Archie because I want to read that. Yes, yes, it's so good. I, I have the first issue. Archie comics, comics when I was a kid. Like, dude, it's so cool. Go get it because I bought it for three bucks. It's already worth ten online. First print, yeah. and oh man, it's awesome. Um, so that's that's kind of what I was trying to see if everybody had something really cool that they yeah. wanted to kind of get into. I'm excited um, about just reading comics again. Yeah. 
the next thing... Once um, I get my computer back and get my comicsology account taken care of. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think we should do right now, Just I know we usually do it at the end, but we're going to do it now because we're just continuing on comics thing. We're going to end with plugs and one true three for Ian. Um, <laughs> and then Wednesday will be Jeff's one true three before we do sink and play. Yes. Um, let's do let's do Wednesdays as the read the, the listener has to guess. Which yeah. Is true. Yeah. And we'll let's give do away, that. We'll give something away. We'll give we'll give away the the, Ooh, the first that we've had yeah. for a month. Yeah. Uh, we'll give away the survey says stuff when it comes to, uh, when I'll we do start guess. thinking mine really hard this week. Um, so my uh, but I would like to do picks for a comic book or a run that I think that that we think people should read, should read. or that should should use to get into comics even. Yeah. Um, and, uh, I'll go first, since I'm, I started it, uh, in terms of, for, I, I I'm gonna have two, because one's gonna be one that I think people should just read, because it's awesome, and one's gonna be one that I think people should read to get into comics. Um, the one that I think people should read that's just awesome is Fear Itself. I know it's one of the less acclaimed of the Marvel things that's come out recently, but I find it really interesting, because uh, it really, it puts a big old, like, it puts a wrench between the Avengers and uh, and the Asgardians, which is a really big thing for me, because the Avengers and the Asgardians have always kind of been like, oh, we kind of help each other, but in, in Fear Itself, they are just butting heads the whole time. I wouldn't recommend it for somebody just starting. No, just starting, do not read it, because you won't get anything. Nothing will make sense to you. You'll look at Sin and be like, who the fuck is that? Um, and for uh, getting into comics... I think this is one that people should get just honestly because A, it's one of my favorite comics and B, because it's not superhero oriented, so if you don't want to just read about fucking superheroes, you're like, I'm not really into the hero thing. This one's really awesome for this. Mouse Guard. Um, and if, and I guess it's kind of a double thing, because either Mouse Guard or Return of the Dapper Men, Janet Lee. Um, those two comics are... I would definitely say Mouse Guard if you were into like Redwall as a kid. Because it's a better version of Redwall. Yeah. It's a way better version of Redwall. Um, so those are my two for if you want to get into comics, I think Return of the Dapper Men by Janet Lee, and then, uh, Mouse Guard would definitely be one that you should get into. Colin? Uh, let's see. Um, <clears throat> definitely for people who are already into comics that are looking for something new to read, um... I don't know though, because I've all I've read all the big I've all I've read all the big ones that everybody's read. Um, I mean, I gave one that everyone who's into comics has probably read. I definitely see. I'm going to take it back a little bit. I would say definitely go out and pick up uh, Alan Moore's very. If you're into literature and comic books, go out and pick up Alan Moore's first League of Extraordinary Gentlemen trade paperback. Yes, cool. Um, That's good. It's fucking fantastic, and it pisses all over the movie. Um, <laughs> And I'd say one for people getting into, to, to help you get into comics, uh, go out and start picking up, I always pick, like to pick comics that have, that are either beginning, like, either that have already just started, or have already ended. So, yeah, go out and start picking up the, uh, the Preacher Trades, uh, Preacher written by Garth and is drawn by Steve Dillon. Um, I believe it's ten trade paperbacks with a couple of, the, there is a collection of uh, one-shots that they did of ancillary characters in the in the, in the story. Uh, but also, so go ahead and start picking them up because AMC just picked up, purchased the rights to turn it into a TV show. So it's probably going to boost price. So it's going to start boosting in price and you maybe want to know what the fuck is going on before you start watching it. Because <clears throat> um, it's a lot. 
Um, but it, just starting getting into the comics, it's not superhero-y, but there is some supernatural stuff. It's hilarious. It's inappropriate. It's sacrilegious. It's, it's just, Constantine, but real. It's not even that. Um, it's worse than that. <laughs> just awful, terrible things happen. And don't read it if you're under 18 or can't read adult stuff. Hey. Shut up, I We're talking about Preacher. Um, he heard the His name is Owen. That's awesome. You're welcome. So, yeah, definitely go out, go out, go out, go out and pick up Preacher. Um, for introduction in the comics, I have to give a different one for Marvel and DC. My introduction in the comics for DC was Identity Crisis. Mine too. Um, I feel like that accurately portrays all, well, all the characters, 99% of the characters in the DC universe, like, instead of just starting with, like, Superman comic or a Batman comic, just focusing on that one character, I feel like Identity Crisis explains everybody, like, you find out... It's a good whodunit. Yeah, it's a great whodunit. Um, you find out, um... Green Arrow and Hawkman, they're basically like, you know, the Democrat and Republican fighting against each other. You find out, um, you know, Zatanna's magic powers. You find out that, that Batman is a great detective, but he also has a nice support group of, um, um, what's his name, Big Barda's uh, boyfriend, um, um, uh, Mr. Miracle. Yeah. Um, uh, Blue Beetle, who is, he used to be, before they killed him off, Ted Kord used to be... My, my favorite DC character. He was awesome. Ted Cord Blue Beetle was fucking Ted Cord awesome. Blue Beetle was was awesome, and then an identity crisis stuff happened. Oh, no, that was that was uh, the lead into Infinite Crisis. Never mind, that was something else. But yeah, identity crisis. Identity crisis is the lead in. Right, but there was another issue that was countdown to countdown Infinite crisis, right? That, which is Ted Cord's fate. Uh, but then the crisis itself was just a great um, story. Uh, also, Kingdom Come, as far as DC goes, that's Absolutely really good too. God, just gorgeous. Um, Marvel, in, my introduction to Marvel was uh, Avengers Disassembled and House of M. I equate those two because they're 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 two parts to a whole. Avengers Disassembled was uh, Brian Bendis's uh, start on his 10, 12 year Avengers run. Um, Maybe longer than Because House of M leads into. Um, right? No, other way around. Disassembled leads into House of M. Okay. The House of M leads into Civil War. But, um, yeah, another, same reason, basically. It's a good introduction to a shit ton of characters. You, you Once you find a character in that book that you like, then you go search them out elsewhere. Like, yeah. if you like Spider-Woman, you go read Spider-Woman Origins. If you like um, the Avengers as a whole, you keep reading uh, New Avengers after Avengers Disassembled, because the Avengers book ended there. New Avengers, man, that... New Avengers was fantastic. That turned me into Marvel. Like, yeah, New Avengers got me to, yeah. to love Sentry. Um, yes, all the Illuminati stuff was so cool, too. Oh, yeah, that Illuminati, stuff was really good. Fantastic. But then, uh, a suggestion... Read all this stuff I haven't thought about forever. Suggestion as a whole, which I'm going to go a little bit off the wall here, because you can suggest, you know, Lock and Key and Shoe and all these other great books. I'm going to suggest Darkwing Duck from Boom Studio. <laughs> if you ever watched the Darkwing Duck cartoon as a kid... This book is a perfect follow-up to that series. Like it's it's all of the the lightheartedness and all the fun of of the cartoon. Um, it unfortunately got canceled whenever Marvel was bought out by uh, Disney, because Boom had the licenses to all the Disney products, and then when they got bought out, Marvel has the licenses. So maybe we'll see more Darkwing Duck from Marvel in the future, but cool. I I doubt it. But um, yeah, I think there's about three or four. Trades of uh, Darkwing Duck from Boom Studios out, and they're just really fucking good. Oh, and they did a crossover with DuckTales, 
which is yes. also great. Yes, <laughs> Darkwing Duck, Darkwing Duck, and Ducktales. That's my weird suggestion. I like so. that. That's awesome. I, uh, one that I would suggest that people read, and I don't know a whole lot about it yet, but I've kind of delved into it. It's one that caught my attention in Spider Island because I read the, the crossover comics, and um, I, I didn't know much about it, is um, Cloak and Dagger. Yes. It's really good. Like, I still don't know too much about it, but the, I, I've, every issue I've read of it I, is amazing to me. And, uh, and then... The the one that I've gotten multiple, multiple, multiple people into comics with. If you're somebody who reads novels, uh, check out Black Hole. Oh my god! Because it's really good. I it's started that. And really I never long. It, but it's cheap as hell for the length. It's bizarre. And I I think it's great. I don't even want to just. If you, if you want to know more about it, read the synopsis, but, like... I picked it up. Take my it opinion up. and just do the blind read, because it'll be better than knowing anything about it. I picked it up out of my roommate's room one time. We were sitting there watching Netflix yeah. on his on his computer. And I was like, oh, man, what's this? I was like... He was like, you should read it, man. It's really good. I was like, I'm not really into Slice of Life comics. And he was like... <laughs> he was like, this is not a Slice of Life comic, dude. And it's so cool, because it starts out like that. It does. And then it just gets so bizarre. Oh, just off the... I was like, I need... I. I'm drunk. I gotta put this down. I can't focus. But there's a copy uh, that my ex-girlfriend bought that that has for like two, gone two. around to like eight different people. You can pick it up for like 10, 12 bucks, I think. Yeah, and it's like five or six hundred pages long. Cool. Yes. Right. Uh, let's do uh, one through three really okay. quick with uh, with Ian, and then we'll. Uh, you guys can do plugs on the post show as well, and I'll just I'll just. I don't have any plugs this week. All right. Yeah. One, two, three. Uh, all right. So first story is I I was working for New York Pizza. Worked there for for years. And night shift is uh, as as delivery driver. And night shift is crazy because we would work from five p.m. to five a.m. Because for some reason they're open until five a.m. Which is it's shitty. <laughs> they're not anymore. But it still says it on the window. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I went there one day at like four o'clock in the morning, and I was just like, the guys looking at me like we're closed. Yeah, and I was just like, it says 5 a.m. right now. I'm looking yeah. it through the words 5 a.m. There's to nothing see worse you. than delivering to drunk college kids at 4 a.m. just to have them fall asleep before you get there. <laughs> oh, oh, and, like, not get paid for anything. But anyway, um, I rarely tell the story because nobody ever fucking believes it, but it happened. Um, so, one time, I've seen some crazy shit. One time, this girl answers, her, answers the door in her underwear. Ooh. And... I don't have money to pay for this pizza. Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> don't jump the shark. that one. She paid that night. And then she ordered again the next night. And the same thing happened. But that's exactly what happened. I don't have money to pay for it. Come in, sit down. Let me look for my card. So I came in. I was like, I got other deliveries to, to run. Like, this is... People are falling asleep. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. She didn't have money to pay for it. So she paid with uh, sexual favors. Oh. Nice! <laughs> nice! I was like, you know what? I'll buy this pizza. I'll, I'll <laughs> <it."> <laughs> I think I'll. 3 o'clock in the morning, I hate this job, so. <laughs> this, is, this is fine. Um, hey, Ina, you're short! <laughs> <laughs> um, um, second story. Uh, you have to peel my tip off her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> Despite. Yeah, this is just me a quick one. Uh, despite having worked at Acme for for years, 
Uh, I have yet to read Watchmen. Mm. Oh, man. Uh, I actually went to a friend's birthday party dressed as um, uh, Dr. Manhattan. Without, without having, having read, read Watchmen. It? Get the fuck out. <laughs> before or after the movie? Uh, this was right before the, the, the trailer had already come out for the movie. So there was some pop culture awareness. There was some pop culture awareness. God, yes. that trailer with that Smashing Pumpkin song. Jesus Christ. Oh, man. Really it's good. my favorite Smashing Pumpkin song, too. It's really good. Um, and then the third story is the entire year of 2009, I did not pay for groceries. Um, I lived up off, across the street from the Harris Teeter on Lawndale. Um, and I would just walk across the street and fill the basket with stuff, um, and just walk out. I, I, started, <laughs> I started off just getting stuff that I could pay for. You sound like, like me and my best friends of Mike going to fucking <laughs> hey, Walmart I was, I was testing that. a theory. I was like, these people aren't paying attention to me. They just see some guy walking out of the store out of their peripheral vision, which they see all the time constantly anyway because people are buying groceries and leaving. B... They don't get paid enough to care about their job. So even if they did see me, they're not going to care about me. I have a great story about me. that. And also, it's all claimed on insurance. So. Yeah, yeah. So, so I tried it with stuff that I can afford just in case I did get caught. I would pretend that I was, wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone, and then I'd pay for it. And then nobody stopped me. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to see how far I can push this. And eventually I started getting, like, cases and cases of beer. <laughs> like... All of the food. Like, I felt their loss prevention manager was hitting the fucking roof. <laughs> I, I was, I spoiled myself because after I stopped doing this, I was like, man, groceries are fucking expensive. <laughs> I would get like this balsamic glaze that I put on my burgers all the time. Like steaks, I realized, cost money. Like You forgot how economy works. Yeah, I forgot money. how economy works. I was so used to like feeding myself for free. I, was so oh, I love it. I love it. Um, the, the time I got caught, like they followed me into my car and they were like, you, you know, you got to come inside and, and talk to the manager. I'm like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> like, you can have your groceries back, but I'm going home. Because <laughs> they dude, can't physically detain you. Yeah, there was a dude standing behind my car, like preventing me from backing up, and I was like, I just backed up, and he moved. I'm like, oh, I and then I went home, and I never went back again. Um, That's funny. But yeah. So it's the it's the sexual favors for pizza. <laughs> Haven't read Watchmen. Haven't read Watchmen, or I stole groceries for how long? Uh, the entire year of two thousand nine. For a year, three hundred sixty-five days. Those are all so good. Fifty-two weeks. Those are all really good. I really just because I want it to be number one. I'm going with no. I don't. I don't even want to ask questions because I don't want to. Yeah. I don't want to psych myself out of no. it being number one. Hold on, I think I fucked this up. How many truths are there supposed to be? How many did you do? Did you do two truths and a lie? Two truths and a lie. So now we have to choose which one's a lie. Yeah, okay, sorry. No, I know what I... I have my answer, and I'm sticking to it. No self-respecting comic book reader who has been reading comics as long as Ian has hasn't read Watchmen. Yeah, I guess that was too easy. Yeah, I mean... That's, Sorry. Yeah, that's kind of where. So I wait, was you too. really did get a blowjob for pizza? I did get a blowjob. <laughs> 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 Nobody ever believes me because it I sounds fucking, like straight it. out of a porn, but I it love happened. It. It, it, this is my favorite mind blowing three ever. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh. Dear penthouse. <laughs> I never thought something like this could happen to me. So one more amusing story from from working at MIP. I delivered pizza to Marriott. And there was this dude, he was like, dude, I'll, I'll tip you like $40 if you take me to this road. 
Uh, and I wasn't familiar with the east side of Wendover at this time. He wanted me to take him to Sykes Avenue. He's like, it's oh, Jesus. right down the road. No big deal. And I'm like, uh, $40? All right, this is fine. So I took him to um, Sykes Avenue, which and was... And he sucked your dick. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I didn't get a blowjob this time. So halfway there, uh, I was with my friend Michael at the time. Uh, he was drinking the NYP, and to sober up, he wanted to ride around. Uh, this was after two, so they closed. He wanted to ride around with me on my deliveries. Um, so halfway there, dude was like, uh, "You guys, you know, you guys party." And Michael's like, "Fuck yeah, we party." <laughs> He's like, "Cool," because I'm about to go get uh, an eight ball from this hooker. And I'm like, "Dear God, what have I gotten myself into?" <laughs> Um, but I couldn't turn around at the time. I was like, I got $40 relying on this. So we get there. Um, he's on the phone with this, this, this hooker, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing. And she's like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, almost there. I'm right down the street. You know, Meanwhile, I have other deliveries to order, and they're going to get mad at me if I come back late, and I'm panicking. Finally, I just drive off and leave them there. Like, the, I was getting scared. I thought I was going to get shot because the, the lady on the phone was really sketchy, and I, I just drove off. I get to the end of the road, I kind of feel bad, so I go back for him, I'm like, you know, I'm trying to apologize, he kicks my door shut, I'm like, alright, well, fuck this dude, so I drive off. So he may have died, I don't know, he may have, <laughs> may have killed somebody, I called 911 as I was leaving, I was like, uh, so I left this dude on Sykes Avenue wanting to get an eight ball from a hooker, you may want to check up on that, because he might be dead. Nice. Also, I'm not the guy who's been robbing the Lawndale hot. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you would ask that, but it's not me. Totally. I have a picture on Facebook of like a stack of beer that I got from the Harris Teeter. Oh, no, so I have a great story about a Harris Teeter and how they don't care, give a shit if you take stuff out. They, they don't, apparently. I was a huge klepto, like, going through high school. Like, I uh, would steal CDs from Best Buy and then sell them at school. Like, I would get orders and I would just steal them from Best Buy and sell them at school. Um, I stole ridiculous. a movie reel from, from Carmike Cinema of Office Space, um, which I found out later that you can't really watch a movie reel because there's no sound. No. <laughs> <laughs> soundtracks, that's when they stopped including soundtracks on the on the reel. Yeah. Um, I got the 35mm print, though. Just boot, boot like the movie and just only hook it up the audio. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I used to steal a bunch of stuff. Now I don't. Uh, but, yeah, no, I had, I had a friend one time. I don't know if I've told this on the podcast, but we... Uh, it was, he was charged with getting beer before two. After two. And he did not get beer before two. And so then we got back to the house, and he was like, guys, like, I know there's like 30 of us here, and I know that this is somebody's birthday party, but we don't have any more beer, because I'm the dipshit that didn't get to the grocery store before two o'clock. <laughs> and so then we're like, well, uh, why don't you just, uh, you gotta fix this. You gotta make this right. <laughs> you gotta make us whole. And so we went to a Harris Teeter and we're like, I'll tell you what, I mean, like, like I, I'm not trying to steal beer. We're just trying to get beer after two. And, you know, like, I'm not trying to, you know, we're not, we're not trying to not pay for it. So he puts a $20 bill in his mouth and he gets two cases of PBR and he comes running out of the Harris Teeter. Uh-huh. Just like hauling ass. And the whole time he sees me, I'm in a second car, just making sure everything goes smooth. And he's running back to the car he's in, and he has the $20 bill still hanging out of his mouth, and he's yelling, I couldn't drop the money, it stuck to my lip. <laughs> and what so, he supposed to, was he supposed to spit it out? He was supposed to just like that, the concept was that he would have beer in both hands, and then he wouldn't have a hand to drop the money in a way that he could still get out. 
So we put the money in his mouth thinking, I'll just open my mouth when I'm running past the cash register, and that way we're still paying for the beer we just stole. I thought you meant you shoved the money in the cash register, the cashier's mouth and walked away. Just walk up. Just put it in his mouth and be like, here, take this, I'm going to take this. That would have been awesome. If somebody walks up to me with two cases of PBR and puts a 20 in my mouth, I'm not stopping that guy. But so, uh, so he gets out almost to his car with these two cases of beer, just yelling about how the money is stuck to his mouth, and one of them just busts open, and there's oh. just like beer spraying everywhere, and he's just like, let's fucking go. So me and Rob are in my car, and we're like, wait, that's beer that's being wasted. So we pull up to this just beer, and Rob just like starts chucking these full beers into my car, one of them like hits me in the face. One of them lands on my dashboard, has a hole in it, and the can's just spinning on my dashboard, Sweet just Jesus. spraying beer all in my car. We gotta wrap this one up, though. Yep. Uh, I gotta go to work. Uh, you guys can go ahead and do the post-show. Thank you guys for listening to this episode. This one will go up, and then the post-show will go up the next day. Uh, so, thank you, Ian, for being here from me. Yay. They're gonna continue to talk Yay. to you and all that good stuff. Um, you guys can talk about whatever the fuck you want after I'm gone. Um, just make sure you put that inside after you're gone. Or take it with you if they're not, if the door's not open, whatever. I don't care. And I'll come get it tomorrow. Um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, I am Alexander Fulmer. Alex, uh, Alex. (laughs) (laughs) That's Alex. This is Colin Norris. I'm (laughs) cut. Jeff Sherman. And our special guest. Ian Streep. Thank you guys for listening. They're going to do the post show. Uh, and as always, please, name redacted, uh, go ahead and find us on Facebook, send us emails. Do our blog spot, listen to us, plug us, send us to your friends. Um, and uh, thank you guys again for listening, and we will see you again soon. Go to work, don't get fired. Uh, uh, go touch some butts, guys. <laughs>